Welcome back, everybody, to episode 30 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. What a week in sports. This is the best week in sports throughout the whole calendar year, Scott. That's what I'm convinced of. Yeah? Because there's no football. Well, that's the only bummer part, but everything <laughs> else that comes together. You literally have everything else. Everything. Except, yeah, not for football. I think some football news. We got some football news we're going to get into, so that's cool. We could literally touch on every single sport tonight, and I think we're going to try to do that. All right, let's get after it. Do you have a quick little 30, since it's episode 30, Dude, do you have a little 30-themed stat? It was real easy with the smaller numbers because I didn't think it was going to go on this long. I didn't think any of us thought it was going to go on this long. So, I mean, really, there's nothing left to do. There's it's three decades now. We're the third okay. decade of our radio show. I'm, I must say, um, I'm not disappointed with your lack of excitement for our cool little introduce it with the little nugget of the a jersey number yeah, or the I number was of che- jacked up early i mean you could get i could do steph curry but like come on that's just like a gimme i could just google number 30s yeah but you have like cool little ones that you've given you've got like yeah, the number of championships small numbers when we get to like 142 it's gonna be like what am i supposed to do I don't know, you at like 14 plus 2 or so. Scott, this is your deal, and you're sort of, it's okay, we don't have to get into it. However, let's get into our, let's just let's just review our lineup card real quick, Scott. Leading off with the NCAA championship. Between the refs and versus the refs. And just the ugliest basketball game other than the refs, which in my opinion, they had nothing to do with but we're gonna get into that we're gonna lead off with that hitting second we got Patrick Ewing the new Georgetown coach then we got a little MLB opening day for you in the three hole hitting cleanup is the Masters gonna talk about the Masters Scott so excited after that five we got a little NBA Tony Romo and then we're going to squeeze the caps in there, hopefully. Probably not. Might not even get to Tony Romo because we do have to get to a would you rather, a schlub of the week, and, of course, the world-renowned weekend appetizer. Enough dilly-dally, guys. Let's talk about the final college basketball game of the season and just how much of a bummer and how it let everybody down. Scott, it let everybody down. Well, I think we just had so such good championship games the past year i mean starting again everybody's talking about starting with the villanova unc game last year you had so help me out here we had that then we had the nba finals 2016 was a great year as far as championships we had that super crazy super bowl with the falcons blowing a 25 point lead and then you had the cubs winning the world series for the first time in 108 years we were we got pretty spoiled as sports fans. I think a big part of it though is everybody likes to write some sort of narrative when it comes to big sports games. It has to be the best one or the worst one. So if it's somewhere like right in the middle, like honestly, that's what this one is. If it's like a normal game. If it's a normal basketball game, if this happened in January, it would have been Oh yeah, UNC beat Gonzaga. It was Gonzaga's second loss. They they be seventy one sixty five. Pretty crazy game. Two great teams, and then that was it. But because it was a championship, we're saying, oh, 
you know, uh, Gonzaga only shot 33%, and they didn't make any, or no, yeah, 33%, and they didn't blah, blah, blah. So, but just games like that happens, and it's a bummer that it just happened to be, it happened to be the, the championship game. That's what I think. I think we just like, we like putting it to one max or the other. Now, do you blame the refs for this game? No. Because everybody likes blaming the refs, and, and I, I mean, don't. People you demolished the refs. From LeBron James to to everybody, it was like, these refs stink and everything. Now, I have a very different opinion than that. Here, here's, here's my beef with it. Even if you look, if you're listening on Podbean, look just below. Look just below. You'll notice that we entitled one of our... One of our episodes, whining for fouls. And that was because the Kentucky fans were all butthurt because they weren't getting any calls. They thought UNC was fouling all over the place. And then that was a huge deal that the refs weren't calling it enough. Right? And now it's the refs are calling too many fouls. It's it's They're looking at aggressive defense that Gonzaga and UNC are both pretty famous for. And... They're blowing the whistle. And then you think, well, that's too much. It's like, hey, Goldilocks, which one do you want? Do you want not a whole lot of officiating interruption? Or do you want a lot? Because you got both of them in one weekend, and you're whining about it either way. I mean, these were two massive teams that just ran down the court and threw the ball inside every single time. Now, what are the refs supposed to do? Not call the fouls? Now, I'm not saying the refs were perfect either because they weren't. I mean, refs aren't perfect ever. They had a bad call found on, on Collins, his fourth foul, which was an offensive foul. Yeah, bad call. But really, come on now. I mean, like, what are, are we supposed to – when you say let the kids play is like the worst thing. Yeah. Like let the kids play doesn't make any sense because – they, they can't just let them play. They can't not call a foul when a foul happens. Right. And if you look at their... And I'd be curious if referees sort of prepare for a game with oh, knowing... Yeah. With knowing like what... Because UNC just Ooh. been rebound masters. Just really aggressive underneath the board all season, all tournament. Same thing with Gonzaga. Like they're... It's not like they were shooting a whole lot of three-pointers. I mean, in the game, it was brutal. Their three-point shot wasn't even on. But that's ball. not what so, these teams were. So the yeah. referees have to... I mean, I'm sure that they recognize that going into the game. But then, yeah, like you said, st- it happens. A lot of contact happens inside the paint. I think my, I think the beef that I have with the refs is not the foul calls or anything like that. It's the pace of the game. So when they go to the monitor every single time, and we, we this is a pretty regular topic on our on our show. So when they go to the monitor, like every other play. That's when that's when it kind of gets like, all right, just trust yourself. Let's keep moving. They're scared of being wrong because they know everybody's sitting from their on their couch and everybody's a ref at home. Right. Every all the fans fans want to be refs, and refs just want to watch the game. Is what's that's that quote? Fans want to be refs, coaches want to be players, and refs just want to watch the game. What is that quote? That's a solid one. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out by the end of the episode. Okay, or Murph will, or Murph will edit us and, and let us know later. He'll, he'll call me and correct me. Yeah, but I, I mean, 
You're right. It's sort of like a damned if you do, damned if you if you don't type deal. And yeah, the pace of the pace of play is bad, but again, that's not that's not only it's not like there was a first time that that happened all season in college basketball. It happened a bunch in the regular season, happened a bunch in the tournament. It's just the way the game is now. It just happened to be such a bigger audience watching. It became a problem. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what was it? It was like from minute nine to minute seven of the second half. Two minutes took real time, like close to 10 minutes. But again, that's basketball. I mean, how long does the last 30 seconds of your run-of-the-mill basketball game take? A long time. A really long time. You get up and grab a couple of beers, drop a deuce. You come back and watch the last 10 seconds if you got up at, you know, and you still have 40 seconds left. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I know I know where you're going with this. I think I think it's tough to, to blame the refs in, in general. He, but, I mean, and everybody's just calling these guys out, which are the best best refs. I mean, yeah, they made bad calls, but it wasn't it wasn't the end all be all. Is that how was expecting some big thing? Is that how they do it? Is it like the NFL and the? Yeah. They just take the the best ones and the. Yeah. Okay, nice. J- just a couple of like so we so that's official. Let's get into the actual basketball. So. I went to. I didn't stay up and watch the whole thing. I went to bed maybe like three minutes into the second half okay. after I saw Gonzaga turn the ball over four times. They did okay. it like to start the second half. And I thought, okay, rough start. They were up by they were up by three points in the second half. Turn the ball over. Turn the ball over again. Turn the ball yep. over. Cut minutes. So cut minutes later. And I thought UNC is going to win this game. I know the outcome of this game. I'm going to bed. And sure enough. 71-65 when I wake up the next morning it with a nice, fresh seven easy. hours of sleep. It wasn't that easy, though. I mean, it wasn't just like UNC ran away with it after that. Oh, no. And, you know, basketball. I mean, Gonzaga came back, made it a game. Apparently, it was the ref's fault that UNC won and the game ended. I I don't know. Refs, refs are human beings. I think that's part of the game. Were they the best refs ever? No. But they did not affect the game to where UNC won and Gonzaga lost, or vice versa. No, no, I don't. Th- I don't think you should ever blame the games on the referees. And I hate how that's such a normal thing now. You lost the game, and if you're ever there in a presser after a loss, you lost. And shame on you for leaving it up to the refs. Shame on you. A couple of extras. I was just curious because both teams shot like crap. I was thinking, do the dimensions of a playing in a in a big freaking football stadium does that throw you off as a shooter? Uh, or is that just a lousy excuse? I think it's a lousy excuse. It might it might throw you off the first couple shots, but they've gotten that all out and shoot sure. around and yeah, in the final four. Like they've got, they get that out of your system, and you kind of just get used to it, and it's, and it's just like any other game. Now they shot like crap because they're generally not great outside shooting teams. Right. I mean, that's just what it is. What about what about playing on a court that's essentially 
like a stage that's raised up. Does that throw anybody off? It freak me out. I feel like I'd be so timid going for a ball going out of bounds. Be like, I want to die. I want to fall off and break my neck. Eh, I think they just want to go out there and play. I, you I don't know because I've never played on or coached you on it. You didn't have any of those courts in the old we, Capital we Athletic not, we Conference? We in a football stadium. <laughs> in Division Three CAC basketball. Couple of an, Another one here. Check this one out. Apparently, the stadium had trouble selling tickets to UNC fans because nobody wants to make that trip, even diehard UNC fans, which I actually have trouble believing. Here's the story. They gave free tickets to Arizona State students to come in white T-shirts and give them fake gear and gave them UNC gear and put them behind the basket so that the camera shots would look better. I know. Yeah, I saw that story. It's it's, it's unbelievable. I believe it. That's horrible. How that how horrible. how does that happen? That is horrible. Get some of the diehard UNC fans sitting in the nosebleeds. Probably the one of the worst places to watch a game. Bring them down. I thought that was, I mean, just horrendous. Like what? I, the- I hate the whole football stadium. Playing basketball in a football stadium. I hate it. I think it should be played in, in a regular gym, and it would just make it so much cooler. You'd be able to sell the place out. Doesn't matter where it is. And, I mean, stu- I mean it just looked te- – I mean, after I read that, I was like, wow. Like, and, that, is, that is terrible. But, well, did you see we, – we maybe saw the same story. Apparently, there was an ad for Arizona State that came on because they were playing in Phoenix. And when that came on, the camera accidentally got all the students making the little trident, whatever symbol uh, yeah. with their hand. This was a little kind of an awkward time. I didn't even notice it, but I'm I'm sure I wasn't I'm sure I'm in the minority there. Oh no. I didn't notice it either. But that's it for college basketball, Scott. Hey, UNC, the University of No Classes. Hmm. is the champion there you go yeah congrats to him do you want to do you want to move on to another story in college basketball give it to me okay i just want to talk for a just a couple minutes on georgetown's new hire patrick ewing and i want to run something by it patrick ewing obviously former hoya uh and nba all-star NBA assistant coach, I just want to hit you with something real quick, Scott. Yeah. In 13 years, so, okay, from now, 13 years into the future, okay, we're still doing PST, we're on episode, you know, 600 and whatever by then, making zero money for a podcast, you know, we're, you you know, know, still having some SoCo and and perpetual, huh? No, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. 13 years in the future. And we look at Patrick Ewing's numbers as a head coach. Let's just say he's still the coach in 13 seasons. And his overall record is mm, 278 and 151. With eight NCAA tournament appearances, three Big East titles, and the final four. Is that a successful 13 years? This is a trick question, isn't it? Is this John Thompson's numbers? This is John Thompson the third. This is his numbers. 
and he just got canned. Yeah, they See, were we, always the yeah. You could say it's successful to a lot of programs, but not to Georgetown. We talked about it last week, and and you mentioned it. It's winning, and it's winning recently. It's winning right now, no what matter done, what, what else. What have you done for me lately? You got to be winning right now, even if you are two hundred and seventy-eight and one hundred and fifty-one overall, with three Big East titles and a Final Four. What are you doing for me right now? And if it's mediocre, <laughs> see ya. I don't know. Don't think it's right. The reason why I really bring up Patrick Ewing, I wanted to get your your take on it, was what is he going to be like as a recruiter? Because that's a big concern here with Georgetown fans. We got this new coach. Do, do 16-year-old kids even know who Patrick Ewing is? They know what he they did. Really, they don't really care. It's, it's their parents that are going, wow, Patrick Ewing. You know, They're the ones that are starstruck. Yeah, particularly... Uh, families from the D.C. area. Yeah, a kid that's getting recruited doesn't care if he's playing for Patrick Ewing or he's playing for Joe Schmo. He just wants to be wanted. He wants to be appreciated. He wants to play early. He wants to get his minutes, and he wants to win. And so it doesn't matter if it's really Patrick Ewing. Does Patrick Ewing help? Sure. I mean, it's a great gesture for them to bring him back and all that. But can he coach in the game? Can he coach these kids? Because it really doesn't matter who you get. I mean, it, it matters how you get the best of the ability out of these kids. That's right. That's true. But what? So every kid going to play college basketball, especially at a big time program, what's their? I mean, what's their long term goal? NBA, especially at a place like Georgetown. Georgetown so, needs to be producing NBA players and really they haven't been lately. Yeah. You got Otto Porter tearing it up for the Wiz right now. Yeah, he's doing well. And he's he's definitely blossomed, but name another one. Allen Iverson, but that was many (laughs) Roy Hibbert. There you go. But just hold on, just before I forget, because I know I'm gonna forget. If this kid really wants to go play in the NBA isn't Patrick Ewing a pretty good guy to know? Assistant coach, yeah. NBA All-Star. I mean, yeah. all the connects that he has, why not? Why not want to go play for that guy? I feel like there's a lot of other things holding kids back from wanting to go to Georgetown. I mean, yeah, they're a big-time program, but they play at the Verizon Center. Georgetown's play- different than a lot of college basketball programs. There, it's not. You're not going to get the college basketball feel yeah, what's going to matter more to, to Patrick Ewing and Georgetown is his scheme, what he runs, what he does for Georgetown basketball. It's not going to be – recruiting is not going to be different because John Thompson III still brought in good recruits. Like, that wasn't his problem. His problem was getting them ready to play in the NCAA tournament, really. That was the biggest problem. Yeah. Wait, playing – did you say playing in the tournament? Yeah, because, I mean... Or just getting there. Getting there as of late, but he was they were having trouble winning. I mean, they were two seeds, and they were getting upset in the second round every single year. Sure. Faced a little adversity. And yeah, that's so, tough. And, and, that's, and that's the Georgetown he's inheriting. So, you know, Georgetown fan or not, it's probably going to be at least two or three years before that is different. 
Probably going to need a couple of recruiting classes to come through and develop a little bit. But I wanted to get like your like your spiel. What's your spiel? If you're recruiting a kid, what's how are you trying to sucker them to 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 go to Southern Virginia University? Now I know it's different, well, that's but tough. I want to hear your take because you know what? At the base of it. I'm sure it's the same as Patrick Ewing's or Coach K's or Roy Williams. Honestly, right there at the foundation, it's the same. Like you said, what? how is the kid going to benefit? How do you show a kid that you want him, but at the same time, it's like, Dad, there are so many more of you out there that I yeah. could just go get. It's it's a relationship, and and, you, and we talked about it just, just now. I mean, the biggest thing that I tell kids is go where you're wanted. All right, mm-hmm. like that's that's important. So go where the coaches want you, where it's a good fit for you, your family. I mean, it's a little different because in Division Three, they're not going to make the NBA or go play pro ball. So in that way, Ewing kind of has a different pitch than me. I can't offer money, so that's a kind of a different pitch than, Don't than that. Th- but what but- I can, what I offer a good kid is I can offer him. I mean, kids want to be. Wanted, they want playing time early, and they want to win. Mm-hmm. And so, if those three things come together, and the school's right for them, they're gonna probably you have a good chance of coming there. Yeah, and when you look at the school, I mean, a Georgetown degree it don't look too shabby. No, don't look. Too, and and but like you said, a lot of those kids go to a big time school with not necessarily the goal of having the degree, but going to the NBA and and getting there early. It's just I don't know that whole that whole world is just crazy to me. The idea of recruiting, like Patrick Ewing comes to your house, are you yeah. like putting out sandwiches? Are you offering him like some oh, yeah. beverage? Do you like a cup of coffee? Maybe an adult beverage? Like what are you giving? Like if Patrick Ewing comes to recruit your kid in however many years, what are you what are you offering him as like? Oh hey, Coach Ewing, you're in my home. You're a legend. Do I give you a beverage? Like, what's going on he's there? He's a normal guy. I'm sure he's a normal guy, just like everybody else. He just wants to win and get get the best kid. If he's coming in my house, I mean, that's different for me because I did. We didn't watch Ewing growing up. That's yeah, that's true. That's good. So point. he's gonna walk in a kid's house, and the pop and mom is gonna be like, "Whoa, this is Patrick Ewing." Mm-hmm. Well, the kid's gonna be like, "Okay, he's just another coach that's trying to recruit me for to play basketball for him." Right. Th- theoretically, if the kid wants to go to Georgetown, he might have a little idea of the history of Georgetown. Where where else in college basketball does this happen, though? This doesn't happen. Where a player comes back to coach? Well, this is like in the NBA or something like that. No, it doesn't happen at all. What do you mean? What, a player comes back to coach? Yeah, the, the best player of all time in that program gets the job just based on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a pretty good... A pretty good recommendation I mean, from Big John. Yeah, sure. Former play. Yeah, exactly. Former players come to co- come back to coach all the time. That's not like what I'm saying. Is I mean, he just got this Georgetown job just based on that he was Patrick Ewing. Nothing else. Well, I'm sure you know being a head coach and or uh, an assistant coach in in the NBA, playing, being an All Star at the next level, have coaching experience at the next sure. level. I, that no helped, hurt, but yeah, I just. I don't know. It Here's, was, it's, it doesn't happen very often. As we wrap it up, I just want to I, I just want to say that thing that I think is going to be 
the Achilles heel, if you will, the downfall, is Ewing does not want to he doesn't want to be at Georgetown. He wants to be an NBA head coach. He even said, he even said in like his first press where he was like, man, I didn't think I'd be back in the Washington, D.C. area unless it was coaching the Wizards. Like, that's kind of like a, like a crappy thing to say at your very first presser, official presser, as a college basketball coach, being like, what's up, guys? Didn't really want to be here. Put on my tie. Here I am. Hey, it's a good way, though. If he has success at Georgetown, this is, this Georgetown job is bigger than being the Charlotte Hornets assistant coach. Yeah. You're right. I don't doubt you there. I imagine the NBA assistant coach probably isn't a a, a glamour job like the head coach. I mean, how many yeah. how many assistant coaches can you name in the NBA anyway? But anything That's else right. with Patrick Ewing with with college basketball related? Negative. Let's move along to the MLB Scott. Opening day has came and gone. And now we're two, three games deep into the season. How you feeling? You worn out yet? You get enough baseball yet? Dude, I'm I'm feeling great. I'm I'm predicting 162 and zero. They're on. That's that. what they're on pace for. They are on pace for 162 and and zero. They're on. They're undefeated right now. Undefeated. I, I don't expect anything less. So opening day, they pretty much win on an Adam Lynn. Home run. I mean, that's that's how they win the game. It's a pretty good signing. Bryce Harper's bomb that didn't hurt. Well, Bryce Harper hitting another opening day bomb. That's his thing. Opening day home runs. Here's the, the the best part about the best part about Adam Lynn right here is after the game, Dusty Baker is being interviewed about Adam Lynn and. He and and Dusty Baker keeps calling him him old Jeremy, J- Jeremy Lynn. That's what he keeps calling him. It reminded me. A lot, I don't know if you remember, but right when Dusty got hired as the manager, he referred to Bryce Harper. He called him Royce, Royce Harper, Royce. Hey, so this this just Dusty, Dusty can get away with that, dude. He's just he, the old. He He's the old manager. He's the old baseball guy just calling guys by their wrong name. You think you all right, there's two scenarios here. You think he's either doing it on purpose or he's either doing it because he's going senile. I know exactly where you're going with this. The whole idea of doing it on purpose. Isn't that a Ron Swanson right there? Call someone by the wrong name so they don't get too chummy. Exactly. To to let them know that you actually don't care about them. Adam (laughs) Lind, you and your weird billy goat beard can just frig off somewhere. That's what Dusty thinks about you. (laughs) That's an ugly beard. That's a would you rather right there. Would you rather a couple of minutes early have a Jeremy... I just just pulled a Dusty. Have an Adam Lind beard or uh, a... uh, uh, Kyle Guy man bun. I know we already oh, you're did going him. back to the Kyle Guy. That's a cop out, man. Man bun or an awful Billy nope. Goat. No, nope. come up, come up with the new would you rather, and I'll answer that. All right, that's not a bad one. Though. I'm gonna save it. Okay, what's 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 been the most impressive Nats fact, or just just in the past two games, three now they're in extra innings currently. What have you liked seeing with the Nationals? Uh, Trinan's got going. I mean, it's good to see Trinan actually 
throw throw a save in there. Um, two saves, right? He's, he's got yeah, two. I guess he's, I guess he's two for two now. So that, that's good to see. I, I still think we're going to do some of the trade deadline um, with, with trying or with, with the closer situation, kind of like what we did last year with Melanson. Yeah. Um, but who knows? You can't judge a whole season off two games. Right. I still I mean, think we're going undefeated. But who knows? And that was more out of necessity. Like, who knows what Trinan does? You know? Who knows? Yeah, you know, I la- think it'll, we'll kind of just play it by ear. I think we got a really deep bullpen. Hopefully we'll just score enough runs that we don't even need a closer. Offense is hot. Offense is really hot. Everybody who we think, everybody who we thought was going to be hot is hot. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, haven't, been, we haven't been let down, right? Harper hit a bomb. He, I mean, he just had a good day. He's making contact. He's hitting the opposite way, right? He's already got he's he's got three hits in two games. Murph four hits in two games, right? Weeders, there's your boy. Yeah, this is my pessimistic Nationals fan prediction last season. Weeders doesn't look too bad at the plate. He's having himself a nice couple games. Two games is tough. Two games I, is tough. We're gonna be. Here's the thing. We're going to do a little drinking game on PST. Every time we use the term small sample size for the next four weeks, we're going to take a little sippy of either perpetual beer or whatever poison it is you're drinking. That's what we're going to do. We, we say small sample size. But It's a small sample size. There you go. Cheers. It's still fun to get excited about. You know what I mean? All right, pause, it is, pause but... 10 seconds for station identification and for Scott to have a little have a little drinky poo. I still think we're uh, – it's too small of a sample size to, to go off here. Dog, I'm, in, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I need to go down to the fridge and grab a new one. Another shocking little story. Madison Bumgarner, I'm pretty sure, is leading the MLB in home runs right now. Not anymore. Not anymore. Someone's got three dingers. Who's got three dingers? Well, I know he's at least tied. Who's got I two? I know Odor. Ah. Odor. Mean right hook. Just ask Joey Batista about that one. Little Joey Bats. And he's also got a stick, so he has two bombs through two games, and he's tied old Mad Bum. We'll see. Here's here's what is going to happen when interleague play starts. And the Giants go to an American League ballpark. Mad Bum's going to hit. <laughs> They're not using the DH for Mad Bum. He's, he's just going to be rocking it every single start that he has. Every single one. Of course. Of course. Hey, I think Matt, bold prediction, Mad Bum leads the majors in homers by the end of the year. Leads the <laughs> very bold <laughs> prediction. Hey, small sample size. Small hey, sample size. He's, he's on, on. What is he on pace for? He's on pace for what? Three hundred and twenty-eight home runs. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Giants. He's only played. He's not gonna. He's only gonna play in thirty games. Ah. So he's on pace for sixty home runs. There All you right, go. Fair there you go. Well, and if, and we'd be a little remiss if we didn't mention the Baltimore Orioles, Scott. Why is that? Why? Why is your your sad Orioles from? Up north, they have to. We did. We got it. We got to talk about them. They were. It was a sellout crowd. Okay. It was a sellout crowd in Camden Yards on opening day about? on what Wednesday are you this year for Baltimore. It was, what am I excited about? Yeah, 
I'm excited for the power again. I'm excited for the power, and I'm excited for the middle infield. I love the I love the Trumbo and Chris Davis just going four and five or three and four, whatever it happens to be that night. Uh, Chris Davis actually just had his 200th career home run as a Baltimore Oriole. There you go. It's pretty cool, man. Chris Tillman ride the DL for the rest of the year. That's what he's going to do. Hey, if the, if the other, if the other Orioles starters can step up and yeah, they're hurting a bit. Dylan Bundy looked pretty good throwing seven innings. I think who's that about, old? Who's that old closer that Buck won't use in the in the tenth inning? In that's Britain. And guess what? He's got two <laughs> saves just like Blakey Trinan does. So he is using them then, huh? Yeah, Scott. So. We talked about that months ago. You don't <laughs> use your you don't use your closer when you don't have a win. At least that's the that's a Buck show. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk any coaching against Buck Showalter. They're looking good. Excited for the Sperma. baseball season. I think we'd be remiss to not mention. Our good friend, who will be soon a major league baseball player. Of course, yeah. Go ahead, you take it. I'm. St- I just get butt hurt now when you bring him up. I the really second, do. The second coming, just like the smug look on the your juice face and right Jesus. now. The smug look. The juice and Jesus. The second coming, Mister Timothy Tebow. All he's hail, a- Timothy Tebow. He's looking good. You know what he did? He smacked an old dinger his first. His first at bat. Oh. We're gonna start calling home runs Tebow's now, just because of that. Oh yeah. First you know professional. What he, you know what he also run. did too? Did he hit a Tebow? He had a Tebow on second base. He stopped at second base because he didn't know it went over. Dude, that's like kind of funny. That you you know. That's like a little league thing. Yeah. When everybody's like, keep running, you hit a home run. Wasn't that the scene in Moneyball when that great big fat guy yeah. hits the home run and he like yeah. dives back into first? Yeah. And then Brad Pitt cries. That's kind of like Tebow. He didn't know he had a home run, so he stopped on second. Like, come on, man. He, he, I don't know. So is that Tebow? Okay, hold on a second. Is that Tebow sort of showing everybody up being like, oh, it went over? He's like, no. he's like I don't, I don't want to run the rest of the bases. I only want to double. Only yeah. give me a double. I feel he's, bad for you guys. He's very generous. He says, "Charity." You know, no. See, you're pulling give me right charity. in, Scott. You're pulling me right into the making fun of Tebow, and I'm on the opposite train. I think it's, I think it's still pretty cool. He just had his first. Prof- How many guys, Scott, can say that they have hit a home run off professional pitching? You want to know how many? I, I think. Uh, it's great. What? What? At what point will he be pulled up to the majors? Trade he's, deadline. He's not. September call-ups. He's not. By May. But I'm thinking he's, May. <laughs> he's not. Let me finish my punchline. Dang it! You want to know how many guys have hit a home run off professional baseball pitching? How many? Yeah. You want to know how many? Thousand. A small sample size. Boom! There he is. There he goes. Right down the hatch, my man. So that's baseball. It's exciting. You know, a lot of a lot of unorthodox guys are are hitting the ball, like uh, Johnny Cueto. What pitcher? Yeah, he had a couple of knocks. He had two hits. He had two hits opening day. He had one up the middle, and then he did a nice little fake bunt, pull back, and hit a one hopper that went over the first baseman who was charging. Got an RBI. Year of the hitting pitchers. How about that? Are we going to have a pitchers-only home run derby? 
Not this year yes. in the future. Is it going to happen? Yes. It's going to be one of those things like instead of like doing the celebrity softball game after, mm-hmm. I think they get a lot more viewers if they did a pitcher's only home run derby. But doesn't that have gimmicky written all over it? And you are like the anti-gimmick. That's what we call you on PST. The anti-gimmick. The anti Anti-gimmick? You, I feel like you would just hate a pitcher. This is too gimmicky. I'm not watching it. I don't want to watch it. Oh, I'd flip it. You'd watch? You'd I'd watch? between cops. You've, cops. There you go. There you yeah. go. There's, there's a would you rather. A pitcher's only home run derby or an NBA all-star game. Ooh. So would you rather right there? Ooh. Pitcher's only home run derby. Arietta versus Mad Bomb. Yeah, it's first time in history. It has first. to happen. Bartolo Colon. Dude, Colon. He's got one. He's got one for the career. Oh, yeah. So baseball's back, and I think we could leave baseball there for a second until next week. But let's – anything else with baseball, Scott, or can we move on? I don't. And, Scott, we're going to have to move on to the Masters. That's right. I said it. Damn you people. This is Did you – so, were you able to watch any of it today, just uh, no, out of curiosity? You follow Masters Thursday. Really, what I what I'm going to stop doing for the rest of the Masters, just in protest, is not wear socks. I'm done with socks. You're done with socks. Yeah, you know why? You've lost me. Uh, you're not following my reference here. That's okay. I'll I'll, f- I'll feed you, baby bird. Hold on a second. Not wear socks for the Masters. Is this Apparently, a movie reference? Wasn't, wasn't Justin so Justin Johnson injured his back falling down the stairs because he slipped? He fell he down the stairs. Socks. Oh, I I mean I didn't know it was because of socks. I I was I'm pretty I'm thinking it's because of socks. Well, you get a little slippery on those wood floors. So you know what? In protest, in honor of Dustin Johnson, rest in peace. I'm not wearing socks. Hold, just now, hold on a minute. Now, Dustin Johnson has a pretty, we'll call it unsavory, hmm, history of uh, substance abuse. Did okay, that have that nothing? Wearing, not wearing socks. Is that what it said? Is that? That's the story that you read. It said he was wearing socks. And so he's slipped down the stairs. I heard that he slipped down the stairs, but I did not know it was because it was the whole socks thing. That, that's what you're telling me? I believe it was because he was wearing socks. Maybe I, that's what I heard, but or maybe I'm just making that up, and you, I'm breaking some news here. I, f- I don't know. I feel like here, here's the thing. Here's the unfortunate thing, Scott. When you see like one of our friends... Say you see Jeremy, okay? okay? Say you see Jeremy, and he, you see him on crutches, okay. all right? What's the first thing you assume? That he, that he fell. He hurt himself. Okay. How did Jeremy fall? Okay, maybe not Jeremy. He's not the best example because he works outside. So let's tickle, all right? Zach. We see Zach. He's on crutches. Okay. Zach's right, the soccer season is long gone. How did Zach hurt himself? He did something stupid and tripped over his own feet. How come he did something stupid, Scott? Alcohol may or may not have been involved. 
It, it had to do, it was probably some sort of substance, okay? Zach's a great man, but, you know, we like having a few pops every now and again. I think this, there's going to be a weird story that comes out that there had to be some substance involved. Sorry, Dustin Johnson, but you're not playing in the Masters this year. You had to expect some sort of... Oh, man, that's a that's a bad one because and this dude is the number one golf in the world right now. He is, yeah. he is hot. He's he also... He also has he partakes in recreational drugs, and he look, also, I'm not. He's also married to the goat's daughter. I yes, he is married to to the it's goat's daughter. Is is are, are we calling? Is that what we're is that what we're saying now? Is that what we're saying? What are we Gret- saying? Are we calling Gretzky the goat? Really? That's what everybody calls him. I'm so sick and tired of the goat. Just the goat. Here we go. Acronym. It just takes me off. It takes me off. Because you put you just use it so shiftlessly. If you if you remember your social security number, you're the GOAT now. If you do now, obviously Gretzky's the best hockey player. Was the best hockey player. Still is the best hockey player in the world. I don't know, man. What's your point? What's your problem here? I feel like because we just use the GOAT for just anything nowadays. Maybe it's because I work with kids, and they just use the GOAT just willy-nilly, and it ticks me off. That's probably that's probably what's happening with me right now. All right, back to the Masters, Scott. Holy smokes, back to the Masters. I feel like the lead changed. I wish I had this number. I feel like the lead changed a dozen times today. Yeah, I, I, I didn't follow it that closely. I've you know, watched some highlights. I saw Speed got a nine on a par five, which, I mean, we do that pretty regularly, so I know how that feels. Well, Speed did that pretty regularly last year when he friggin' melted down. And, you know, a few snowmans on the back never hurt anybody. Yeah, well, it, it, when you're playing for a whole lot of money, I suppose so. <laughs> but, so, I guess he didn't have a great, what is he, plus three right now after the first round? Yeah. Something like that. So Charlie Hoffman is at minus seven, well ahead of William McGirt, who's minus three, and he's the next one back. But I feel like every time I looked at it, and I I mean, I had it on, you know, I just had it up on the computer when I was teaching English today to middle schoolers, and I would go back there every once in a while and check it, give it a look, and nothing distracting. It It was just there. And I feel like every time I looked, it was, holy smokes, why is Mickelson winning? Okay. What hey. Duffner? Where did freaking Jason Duffner come from? Last time I saw Duffner, he was sitting like on some thing, and it was a new internet sensation that people were Duffnering. And then I actually saw, I saw uh, Billy Hurley the third at the top of the leaderboard, and I was like, heck yeah, Northern Virginia Navy guy, absolutely. And now he dropped down, and now it's Charlie Hoffman at minus seven. I feel like the lead was changing so much, and no matter what sporting event it is. I love seeing lead change, lead changes. That that might be one of my most favorite things. It just means it just means a good tournament. Hey, I like the fact that there's a bunch of fat guys at the top. Oh yeah, that, that's what I like. I mean, there there's what? some pretty competitive fat guys up there. Westwood, he's 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 a bigger he's a bigger gentleman. Mix got Mix got some weight to him. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a fat guy though. He's got some weight in his older days. He's been gambling yeah. a lot, spent a lot of time in the casino. Maybe gained a few pounds. You and hold on a second. You're a. I mean, I'm guessing you're a Mickelson fan, right? Just oh, the whole lefty stick thing. Together, man. Lefties never leave each other. Just Rock the whole. On. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think I mean, do you have someone specifically that you're rooting for or that you're No, I root for Mick all the time. I'm all just the saying time? it's good to see those those big guys at the top instead he got Jordan Spieth all, you know, in shape and everything, ha- having trouble getting through the wind. And That's right. The big guys is coming up and hacking. How bad? How bad is that wind? Oh, it's a tornado out there apparently. Would you say it's a hurricane? Uh, you, over. Oh, Hur- hurricane force wind? I did have a little sound bite right there. Yeah. Little Pineapple Express sound bite. I don't know if anybody heard it. It was so quiet. It was just a rookie sound bite. That's what it was. <laughs> Gotta get your soundboard back. That's all right. Do, do, so, does the wind affect American players, Scott? Of course. Is that like is that like known that the wind doesn't affect it? No, I mean American. So, like British and Scotland players are playing over in Scotland where there's no trees. No, exactly. And the wind is like crazy over there. Is that going to be, or or is just the world now just so easy, easily accessible to any golfer? Is it like, you know, is is it not even worth mentioning? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a level playing field. So I don't really think. I mean, you still adjust and everything, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. No. I don't know how I don't know how like if the weather is supposed to be bad tomorrow, but it didn't look too bad. Oh, it just looked honestly it was just windy, but everything else, man, looked gorgeous. Though just the foliage there, it's beautiful. Everything's yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's the the music at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the little the chimes and everything. Oh, oh man, talk I about a curl up and fall asleep. That's right. Talk about a rookie thing. I should have I should have pulled that up. Another another interesting little tidbit. I I read today that you know g- obviously golfers have insane preparation. Rory McIlroy has played 99 holes at Augusta in the past couple weeks just to prepare for the Nationals. Yeah. Uh, the Nationals, holy smokes, the Masters. So he is just going just around and around and around and around playing holes. Yeah. Like, does that take it away a little bit for you? No, no, not at all. How does got, that, how would that take how would that take it away? It's just like shooting. I mean, I get it. It's different. And but doesn't all the guys have access to that course like he does? I mean, I guess champions do. Right. And, oh wait, no, uh, Rory. Jeez, how could I say this? Rory isn't a champion. This is the he needs that he needs it this year to have the career Grand Slam. But I mean, I I guess you're right. Then you know they all must. I don't know. I think it just takes you know it took a little bit away for for me. I saw. I mean, I knew they had their practice rounds and blah blah blah. They're familiar, but like 99 holes. Like, come on! How come you're not getting birdies every single freaking time? Like we play freaking ninety nine holes isn't that many rounds though, dude. That's a, okay. So he's that's like eight, what five or six rounds? Yeah, five or six rounds in a couple weeks. That's not it. That's nothing for these guys. I don't know. That's solid. That's solid. That's once. That's probably two times a week. The past couple weeks. Think about. It. We go and play Bramelton or Goose Creek, and we ah oh, Goose Creek is shut down. By the way, did oh, we talk about that? Don't get me started. We play that, and we know it like the back of our hand the first couple times we play it. Doesn't you know? help my score. No, well, that's because we suck at golf. These guys are the best <laughs> of the world. By the way, I have the, I've, I've had the music playing for 
for uh, for a tidbit now. Yeah, we gotta talk really quietly. Welcome back, everybody. This have is little, don't have a little Scottish accent. This is perpetual sports talk with Sean and Scott. Here we are on the 16th. We're on Amon Amon Corner. We've just noticed that Bubba Watson has just took a dive into the pond here at 16, looking for something. He looks so majestic. He and his pink club. Dustin Johnson has fallen. He uh he took a fall on 17, and it looks as though a white powdery substance oh, fell out of his. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> That's tough, man. That was bad. That was I ruined the moment. I'm blaming the sock. Going no socks. Okay, socks. I'm saying substance abuse. We'll see. We'll see who who is who is more right. You know, Bubba Watson. I was watching him today. You know, he usually has the pink driver. Oh yeah, he's got the pink everything. Dude, a pink ball. That's pretty bush. That's pretty putt putt like. How much would you have to be paid to use a pink ball? I laugh at the schlub who picks the pink ball and putt butt. Dude, if you're using a pink ball, I don't care if you're Bubba Watson. That is, you're automatically, you're a schlub, right? It's a five-stroke penalty using a pink ball. It should be. I mean, that's horrendous. It's not like, you know, slap dicks on the course like, like that we see will use the colorful balls because they don't want to lose them, right? Oh, but yeah. like. Nobody's losing a ball. Now you got about 80 people looking at it. Nobody's losing a ball at the Masters. I thought that was just horrible. Try me. Yeah. Well, when you get to play Augusta, we'll I'll we find can, a way. We can talk about it. Um, before we leave talking about before we leave the j- just the Masters realm, how about this? You're gonna like this because we mentioned Tebow. Guess who else we're gonna have to mention, Scott? Oh, Tigre. Gonna have to mention Tiger. So obviously he's not playing in the Masters. Nineteen ninety-seven. Well, flew his little jet there. Made everybody a little nervous. Yeah, he's there, but he's not playing. He's there. He's just he's having a couple pops and maybe hanging out with old Dustin Johnson. You know, at night. You but, think he's like really bugged about not getting the record? Uh, I don't know, man. It's weird. Or that he's just like, sitting back enjoying it. As far as mentally what it's like to be Tiger Woods, I don't know. And I don't care to venture a guy. I think he's sort of a weird guy. I think he's a weird guy. However, in 1997, I don't think he was as weird as he is here in 2017 when he won his first Masters. Guess what his average yardage per drive was in 1997? Oh, he was hitting bombs. He was probably hitting a 320. Dude, not bad. 321. Hey. Which was 20 yards ahead of the dude who had the second highest yards per drive. 20 yards. He was was 20 years old. And he was just crushing. 321 yards in 1997. Okay? I can't even walk 321 yards without, like, having to go and get Get a little sit down. Take a few big breaths. That's right. That's right. 321. I thought that was I thought that was pretty spectacular. But we can we can get back to more masters. Damn you people, this is dope. In weekend appetizer. I'm sure we will. And then next week we'll dive in. That's right. But anything else with, with golf? No, sir. 
All right, let's move on. Okay, Scott, we have a couple more things that we have to talk about before going into Would You Rather and Schlub of the Week and, and Weekend Appetizer. And I want to talk about Derek Rose for a second. Okay? Yeah. He is, I'm sure you, ho- you heard, out for the season, right? He's out. Of course. And that broken body. I, dude, at, I feel like at this point, I just sort of feel bad for the guy. Just yeah, all his these body is so broken. Well, all the injuries, it just makes me think about all athletes who are who are great and who are just injury prone. Like, why is that a thing? How come some athletes are more injury prone than others? I, it just has to do with the body of your, the makeup of your body. I mean, I don't think it's uh, it's anything. It's just bad luck and lingering injuries, nagging, and they and they come back to bite you a little bit. But you come profession- back too early, you come back the wrong way. It's it's a shame to to such a good athlete like Rose. But that's you know, but that's just a narrative. Professional athletes who are just injury prone, Rose, and you have Ken Griffey Jr. and then you have Tony Romo. What? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, very similar. Very similar. Now that kind of leads into like a, a little would you rather? I don't I don't know if we're gonna save it, but you know what? I'll go ahead and do it. Would you rather? Yeah. Be really, it's a pretty easy one. Would you rather be Derrick Rose or be Tony Romo? Well, I hate Tony Romo, so I'd rather. I mean, I I'm like I hate Tony Romo. As a Redskins fan, have have the body of Derrick Rose or have the body of Tony Romo. I don't know. I feel like Derrick Rose is a little bit taller, you know. Just hold on a second. You're ask. Are you asking like what would I rather hurt my knee a thousand times like Derrick Rose or my clavicle, my ribs, my back, my everything else that Tony Romo hurt? Or are you asking for their life situation because Derrick Rose is out for two months? Like he'll probably be back next season. Romo's gonna be freaking up in the booth for CBS next season. I'm like talking so, more body. I'm I'm talking who's who's in worse shape here. Hmm. Well, Tony Romo because he's officially retired. I'm gonna say Derek. Know. I'm gonna say would you rather Derek Rose because I feel like as Derek Rose I have a chance to play at least another season. Whereas Romo's officially retired. He's gonna be in the booth. We're gonna have yet another freaking cowboy. Just saying games along with stupid Aikman. God dang it, Scott. I hate Tony Roman. I hate the fact that he's with CBS now, being a color analyst. I hate it. I hate it. It won't last. Another another take here is that Tony Romo will be back playing the NFL by the end of the year. No. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll get some calls. People need a quarterback. People need a quarterback. Specifically, maybe the Redskins here. Derrick Rose will likelier get a quarterback job than Tony Romo at this point. That's well, what I'm saying. Disagree there, my friend, but we'll see. No, it's, he's he's going to be in the booth, and he replaced Phil Sims. Kind of, yeah. it's it's kind of funny to me, right? That whole that whole story. It's like it's like the circle of life, but with jobs, right? Survival of the fittest type deal. That's right. Dak Prescott takes the place of Tony Romo. Tony Romo 
takes the place of Phil Sims. Phil Sims just offered Scott and I like 500 bucks. He's now running PST. Took our jobs. It just it's just the circle of life, you know? Hey, I'm not selling out for 500 bucks. We wouldn't sell for 500 bucks. We would not sell. But and also Phil Sims won't be on PST anytime soon. Not sure hey, if you guys. Hey, give us a call, Phil. Yeah, hey, we we could use your droll voice anytime. But not a bad would you rather, Scott. How about you know what? Let's we could we could just head right into it. Let me just jot down what time we're at so I have uh I have notes here. I got a would you rather. Would you rather this is a golf theme, you ready? Yep. Okay. Would you rather have to play mm, golf for the next year. So however many times you get out in a year, okay. you're playing golf with the caddies pullover that they have at the Masters, the white like coverall okay. thing. Would you rather have to play golf in that for a whole year or would you rather... Play golf only using pink golf balls like Bubba Watson is sporting right now. Well, that's the easiest one you've ever done. It's pink golf balls. Why? The way the way the way we play golf, I'm losing those balls with pink with pink golf balls. I might not lose as many. And so you know when we're just playing like schlubs out in the course, nobody's going to really question me. Nobody's really going to question my my pink golf balls at, at Goose Creek. I feel like a lot of people are getting, I'm questioning you and I'm your friend and I'm still questioning with the pink golf balls. Imagine if I'm wearing a caddy thing. I'm playing okay. golf in a caddy suit? Yeah. No, I'm playing with the pink golf balls. Really? Was it that easy for you to just figure out right there? Firing it out. I'm not I'm not ashamed of playing with pink golf balls. See, other people might. See, but you're asking the wrong guy here. Playing with pink golf balls. I'm, I've been known to pull out the old highlighter ball once in a while. I feel, Oh, you're that guy? You're that guy who like oh, writes all over? I see a lot of trees over. to the left. I know I got a nice little slice going. I'm pulling out that that, that yellow ball. So I'm, when I'm waddling in the woods in five minutes, I'm going to find that ball. Where are you on writing crap all over your golf ball in Sharpie? I hate that guy. I've never been that guy because I lose too many balls again. And you're just wasting Sharpies at that point. You like, might as well I throw Sharpies in the creek. Good, you know, you played well with the ball all round, and then the next round you lose on the first hole, and it's like, well, that attachment to that ball's gone. Right. Because there is a romantic attachment that you feel to any golf ball that you do well with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's sad. It's quite, it's quite a moment. Like you chip one in. And it's just a random Bridgestone golf ball that you found. You're keeping that thing. Like I got, I, I kept a little Bridgestone that I chipped in here in my cup. Keep it on my desk for you inspiration, man. So you kept it, huh? Yeah. I feel like you were probably with me when I chipped that sucker in. Probably. Okay. I feel like I had another would you rather. I feel like we've been doing would you rathers all episode, So maybe we can cut it short. But listeners, remember, any would you rathers that you guys think of, it's sport-themed. It's a would-you-rather-do-this awful thing or this awful thing. Everybody has played it. Long car rides with friends. Everybody knows it inherently just as people. Let us know. If you anything, any form of social media, let Murph know on Twitter. 
friends, okay, Phil, Jeremy, if you're listening to this, whoever, let Scott know. I'm probably not going to answer the phone. You can try, but probably let Scott know. And we will, I mean, it'll literally, anyway, even if they're stupid like the one I just said, we will put them on the show. Right, Scott? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything you want to do. That's right. So with that, I think, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to Schlub of the Week. Now, in the world of sports, oftentimes athletes are held up to the highest esteem, and it's just unnecessary. Because let's all remember here at Perpetual Sports Talk that athletes are just people. They're normal. They do dumb things, even dumber than Scott's hobbies at times. And so we just like to remind everybody of that. And we call him a schlub. It's an unattractive untalented, just an unwanted person in general. So each week we try to come up with a schlub athlete or a schlub, whomever it is, having to do with the world of sports, and talk about them here on the show. So, Scott, I think you have one for us. All right. So this past last week, this past, it was Sunday, in the LPGA was a golfer named Lexi Thompson. Now, she was issued a four-stroke penalty when she was, I believe she was winning. Oh, yeah. She was issued a four-stroke penalty because someone emailed in to the LPGA rule officials and questioned the way she marked her ball Mm -hmm. or the way she replaced her ball after she marked it. So, she... Put her little quarter down. I don't know if she uses a quarter like we do. She put her little quarter down. She picked up her ball, wiped it off, put it back down, and it was half an inch away from where she originally put the ball down. Half an inch. Hmm. Now, this guy, whoever he was, wherever he was, sent an email, which is, I think, more despicable than even calling in. He had the courtesy to sit down write an email because he was watching it on TV or wherever he was and he alerted the rule officials to this thing that he saw he or she saw on TV and now this poor girl I believe she's like 22 years old or whatever Mm -hmm. as a four stroke penalty and loses the thing so she she has totally lost this tournament because the camera was directly on her ball when she was marking it and replacing it. How many other rules have they missed because the camera wasn't watching that? Right. Unbelievable. This guy, whoever you are, that emailed in a rule change, you are Perpetual Sports Talk Schlub of the Week. He he's a big time schlub, Scott. And you know, I want to just. Do you mind if we talk about it real quick? Yeah, no, please, please. I I want to hear your your input. You want to know what's funny is that Phil Mickelson actually chimed in and said regarding this that a lot of male golfers will do that on purpose. Will put their ball like a little bit, like an inch, inch and he even said up to an inch and a half away from where it's originally marked because you never know if there's like a if it falls into like a little divot or a ball mark and it's hard to yeah. put out of there. A lot of males would do that 
on purpose. And it was obvious that Lexi Thompson did it on accident. She even said, she when the when the rules guy approached her, she was like, "Is this a joke?" The guy's like, like, "Are you serious?" Is, is, She's like, "Yeah, nope, not it's kidding." The, it's the rules. Yeah, cost her a trophy and probably a lot, a lot of money, which is I mean, which is horrible. But it's a shame, you know. Whatever rules are rules. I don't think it, she was cheating either. I watched the thing. She doesn't look like she was cheating. She just like she put it down half an inch away, just like you would normally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's unfortunate, but it made me think, like, is there going to be, I don't know, like, instant replay in golf now because of this oh. right here? Is there going to be, like, Maybe. the instant replay? You know, he gently places the ball, or she gently places the ball on the grass and then takes three steps, and maybe the ball moves a little bit. And then it's a penalty, and then like you gotta throw a red flag. Is there gonna be a bunch of rule changes now with golf with instant replay, and they're gonna call it the Lexi, the Lexi rule, the Lexi law? So that gonna, sounds a little. You're just cooler. gonna have all these guys now watching the TV so they can make the rule through calling. So like these bunch of armchair officials are just gonna sit there. And who is like thumbing through all these emails that found this guy's and was like, hey. I think we should give this one a look. Like, isn't there like a lot of was, probably name the subject of that email? Oh, this is good. Cheating. Lexi Thomas cheating. I think yeah, all caps. Cheater! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Lexi Thompson rule change. All caps. Really? Well, now you know how to get the ear of the L of the. L- LPGA. You now go. you know. You just have to get a little. You just have to a lot of a lot of caps. And I was totally joking about that. Oh, I thought you like knew or something. No, I'm trying. We're trying to guess. We're trying to guess the the subject of this email. Be interesting to actually see the email. We're gonna have to maybe a little investigate. Maybe a little investigate. Maybe something will come out, Scott. But I hope. I don't know. I hope something happens to that guy because that's horrible. That's a good. That's a good schlub, though, Scott. Do you have a no? No follow know? up. No further questions. All right, let's move on. All right, here we go, Scott. Let's just roll right into it. Weekend appetizer. A little appy. What are we having, dude? We have we have a lot of stuff going on right now, and the big thing. I don't know what the big thing is. We got baseball, we got golf, we got we got a lot of we got a lot of good things. So we let's got a lot uh, of little things. You got a lot of little things, but we don't have like the meat of it. So you know what we got is we got an app sampler. Hmm. So we got we got a lot of stuff from the table, but we don't have anything that dominates. Right. So it's like that thing where you get like mop sticks, you get a little nachos. You get like a bunch of different things, so you sample a lot of things, mm-hmm. but we don't have like a full meal. So we're splitting a bunch of samplers. So, okay. And again, the weekend appetizers, we're getting excited for our meal, right? We're excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. We got so a lot what, of little things. What are we most excited for then? So can we start? Because whenever I get the sampler, I'm thinking they're the wings, they're the meat, they're the best part. I'm excited for that. What are we excited for okay. most this world in sports? 
So the Wings are the Masters then this weekend. But that's not the only thing that's going on here. We got baseball that's starting. You got your nachos with your baseball game. Mm-hmm. So you got that that's starting up. It's not doesn't dominate the meal like the Wings. The Masters are still dominant this weekend. Really? We baseball, okay, yeah. And, but, so we don't have NBA playoffs yet. We don't have NHL playoffs yet. So you basically just got the Masters, really. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Nats at the Phils. Mm-hmm. But that's just the little nachos. That's not anything special. Yeah, but what's what's the guac? What's the guac? The really good topping on that nacho dish of the Nationals going to the Phils. Yeah, what's the guac? What's the topping part of it, dude? Worth going back and, and ripping up his former team like usual. Oh, I didn't think about that one. That's a good one though. That's a good worth. Yes, yeah. Scherzer. Scherzer's first starts tomorrow. Uh, We're gonna see that three fingered. Fastball. <laughs> we'll see what it looks like, and I'm excited. I'm excited just to see Scherzer pitch. It's like weird for their for their pitching rotation. It's the same idea of like having two leadoff hitters. Let's have our best pitcher at the back of the rotation. It's cool to me. Yeah. Okay. So getting a little farther down our weekend appetizer sampler. Now we're probably coming to like the I don't know the chips or the 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 cheese fries those are all good man the cheese fries like what are we what are we doing here i'm thinking like onion rings man i'm not excited for onion rings on an app sampler okay so so what are the onion rings then this weekend Ooh, what is it like the end of hockey the caps have already wrapped up the president's cup they got it that's right what else are we looking for in hockey those are the onion rings yeah, that's true. So hockey's the onion rings. We got we got masters as the wings, baseballs the chips and guac. Let me throw a little extra nugget for the for the masters in there. Let me can I top it off with a little bit of sauce? Give it to me. Drizzle it. I'm watching it for for two reasons. Okay, that's why I'm watching the masters. I'm sort of rooting for two different guys. I'm rooting for. First of all, Phil Mickelson, and you can appreciate that because obviously lefties lefties stick together. That's right. That's right. I'm rooting for him because I want to see that fourth Masters title to uh, to tie Tiger, right? I want to see that. Also, this is like towards the bottom a little bit, but I wouldn't mind seeing Rory. I know he's not an American, but I wouldn't mind seeing that because that'll make a career Grand Slam for him. And that's pretty cool, right? Happening on the Masters, a career grand slam. I mean, that's history right there. So that's my little wing topping for the Masters that are the the wing, Scott. The little topping? Yeah, I mean, the, it's the sauce. I, I get it. I, 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 I think that's great. I think that the whole topping is we do have somewhere else where they can find us now on the World Wide Web. Oh, yeah? Where's that? That's if you're on Facebook. And everybody and their mother is on Facebook except for you, Sean. That's right. I'm not on Facebook. So we are on Facebook at Perpetual Sports Talk. Mm. So we have a lot more followers on Facebook than we do on Twitter. That's going a lot better. So I don't know why that is, but that's going a lot better. I guess more people. We're now on Facebook. We're now on Twitter. We're now still on Podbean. That was our start. That's our home. Shout out to Podbean. Oh, yeah. Always. We're still paying like 20 bucks for the whole thing. Right. Yeah, right. Small sample size. 
So mm-hmm. Podbean, and we are we are on iTunes, and that is still still live. So turn on notifications and get notified when a new episode comes up. Wow. That's right. All links are in the description for Podbean, by the way, and you can get there if you're listening on iTunes. You get to Podbean from it's just freaking links everywhere. I don't even know how links work, but don't they're do around. iTunes. Go to Podbean so we can see how many of you schmucks have actually listened. That's right. You know what? And so it's, we so we know it's not just Scott in his living room clicking click play over and over and over again. But and sometimes, and the only ones you had to do what you had to do. Right, we had to make ourselves look good. If nobody else is gonna do it, we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> All right, buddy, this is a fun. Ep- Did you have fun this episode? I had a lot of fun. This was this was a, this was a really good one, man. It's, it's always fun, no matter what we talk about. That's right. And we're going to have fun wrapping up all the stuff that we just appetized next week. And until then, until next Thursday, next Friday, Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.